This is where great ideas about the financial world come together. Welcome to the Financial Forum Podcast with the president of Fortune Financial Group, Chris Galise. All right, my friend, let's talk a little mutual funds here on this segment. A little mutual fund 101. Take us back to Okay, school. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked mutual funds in, in quite a while. In a while, yeah, yeah. So let's do a little refresher course here. Clearly a, a very popular investment vehicle for a very long time. But, you know, that doesn't mean that people understand them as well as they should, especially when I think it's such an easy kind of go-to for a lot of things. So, again, we'll just kind of a little refresher course, if you will. Just off the top of your head, and I don't expect you to have this number exact, Chris, but what percentage of your clients would you say probably have mutual funds in some form or fashion when they first come in and sit down with you, when you're first having that consultation and getting to know folks? 78.732% of my clients. <laughs> well, I showed don't, me Don't up. you hate a wise guy? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> most. Yeah, I, mean, I know that's you know vague, but most clients uh, own mutual funds in, in some capacity. Whether they have their their own investments through a company like Vanguard or Fidelity or Charles Schwab, or whether the only nest egg that they have is their company 401k, most people have uh, mutual funds. So, you know, percentage, it's, you know, I would probably say 90% or higher own mutual wow. funds okay. in, in some capacity. Okay. Uh, so 90% or higher. Interesting. All right. So let's talk a little bit about one of the terms that we hear quite often. And if you can break this down for us just a bit, uh, expense ratios. Uh, you know, we hear that term quite a bit in a mutual fund. What is it? Why is it important to understand what it is? Okay. An expense ratio is basically the fees that the mutual fund company uh, is charging you to uh, to be an investor in their fund. So if a mutual fund company, let's say, for example, says, okay, last year we had a 10% return, but their expense ratio was 2%, well, that means your actual true return that you made was 8% then, right? So if you had $100,000 invested in the fund, at the end of the year, after expenses, you would have 108000 in the fund. So just a simple way to look at it. Gotcha. Uh, so why it's important to understand and to know what your expense ratio is with the fund is because obviously the higher the expense ratio, the more that's going to cut into uh, your overall returns. And expense ratios, I use 2% as an example. And if your, your fund does have an expense ratio of 2%, I would consider that to be a high uh, expense. Mutual funds, generally the expense uh, ratios tend to be on average, probably somewhere about 1% or so. Uh, I've seen them as low as about half percent. I've seen them as high as over 2%, but you know, if it gets you know, over you know, 1.4 or so percent, then it tends to be in my opinion, a little excessive. So uh, understand, know what that expense ratio is because the higher it is, the lower your return is going to be. Okay. All right. So if we're talking terms and, and that's expense ratios, let's kind of stay with that for just a minute and talk loaded. What is a loaded mutual fund? So I, we hear the term front load, back load, no load. Can you give us a rundown on those? Sure, sure. So a front loaded fund, that means that you are paying a fee to get into the mutual fund upfront. Uh, and front-loaded funds, man, I don't even know if they exist anymore. They were very popular back in the 80s and 90s, but because of just 
what do we want to call it? Just backlash against fees in general. They've become uh, almost non-existent. You know, right. but basically what a front load fee is, is you pay that fee up front. So let's say a, a fund has a, a load, a front load of 4% and uh, you're going to invest $100,000. Well, the money that goes into that fund isn't going to be $100,000. Your initial investment is actually only going to be $96,000 because of that front load that you're paying. You know, so that's what a front-loaded fee looks like. Uh, a back-loaded fee is this is what you'll pay, almost like a penalty, if you don't hold the fund for a certain number of years. But again, these have become less and less common as the whole backlash uh, against fees has has risen but you know back in the day a popular holding period for a mutual fund might have been let's call it four years uh so if you didn't hold that mutual fund for four years if you wanted to sell out of that mutual fund before four years had elapsed you'd be paying a back-ended load and again let's use four percent as an example so if you didn't hold it for the the required time period when you cashed out the mutual fund company would withhold a four percent backloaded fee uh, that's how that fee works and then a no load fee means that you can get in and out of that fund at any time without fees or penalties there's okay. no cost to get into the fund at the initial investment and there's also no cost or penalty to get out of the fund no matter when you sell it and obviously, at this uh, juncture, no load fees have become very, very popular. And you know, there are you know almost all funds that you find now are are no load funds. Gotcha. Okay. Well, we're doing a little uh, mutual fund one hundred and one here on the financial forum with Chris. He's breaking down some some basics for us when it comes to mutual funds. Eight hundred nine nine three fifteen twenty six. Your number to call if you've got questions about some things that are in your own uh, portfolio, your own retirement plan, or lack thereof. Give him a call. Eight hundred nine nine three fifteen twenty six. Any tax issues that some of these can create for us? These mutual funds. Yeah, when you're holding mutual funds in non-IRA accounts, so this this really wouldn't uh, hold true if you have your funds in in retirement accounts, IRAs, things like that. But if you hold them in uh, non-IRA accounts, what happens is at the end of every year, a mutual fund company is required to distribute capital gains to their shareholders. And I don't want to get too technical with it, but what happens when they distribute capital gains is sometimes what happens, Mark, is that capital gains are distributed even if the stock market is down. Mm, okay. So it's, it's almost like adding insult to injury. This happened in 2008 and it, it confused and it infuriated people because uh, investors lost money in their funds and to make matters worse, at the end of the year, they got a, a, a tax bill on top of it. Oh, geez. Just the way that mutual funds have to distribute those gains. Uh, it, it's, you know, in my opinion, not fair, but that's just the way it is. So uh, please be aware of the potential tax implications of mutual funds if you hold those funds in uh, non-retirement accounts. Okay. And so we're got just a couple more quick things here. We're going to finish this up. And obviously all these things are very important. So again, to Chris's point, make sure that you're aware or having that conversation with your advisor. ETFs, they have become increasingly more popular. And I guess 
in a way, maybe pushing the mutual funds aside, explain the difference between the two and just kind of your thoughts there. Okay. Uh, yeah. ETFs have become uh, more and more popular and in some instances have surpassed e, uh, mutual funds as the uh, investment of choice for, for a lot of investors. Uh, so some differences in ETF trades like a stock. So when that's on the exchange, you know, whether it's the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange or, or anything like that, that is traded throughout the day. So you could sell that ETF at any time, whether it's at 9.40 in the morning or 3.30 in the afternoon, you could sell an ETF at any time. A mutual fund, on the other hand, can only be sold once a day, basically at the market close. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, with an ETF, they generally track an index, uh, whether it's the S and P five hundred or the the Russell two thousand or things like that. Where mutual funds tend to be, even though there are index mutual funds, a lot of mutual funds are actively managed. So when it's an actively managed fund, as opposed to a passively managed fund like an ETF, the expense ratios are higher generally in mutual funds uh, than they are in ETFs. And also uh, ETFs tend to be more tax efficient uh, as opposed to mutual funds, which we talked about previously, how they can be uh, a tax headache uh, if not properly positioned. Okay. All right. So that is the little difference there between ETFs and mutual funds. Some good information there to know for sure. And so how often, Chris, just to kind of finish up, you said 78.27543. <laughs> how often, uh, if at all, do you uh, incorporate mutual funds now in your clients' portfolios with them seemingly kind of on the, the downslope? There's still a place for mutual funds. Okay. Uh, if if not, right, they maybe they wouldn't even exist, right? You sure, know, sure. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. You you never want to use absolutes with investing where you should never use this or you should always use that because you know what one investment may be perfect for somebody's situation where that exact same investment might be horrible for somebody else's. Uh, so I would never uh, sit here and say that you should never use mutual funds because there are situations where mutual funds make sense. And I do still use mutual funds for the right situation. So how often do I do I use it? You know, less than 50% of the time, you know, that's less than 50% of the, uh, the families I work with. Um, but it's hard to kind of give you an exact percentage. But you know, certainly not, you know, 90% of the time, like I talked about at the beginning, where most people who come to me have mutual funds in some way, shape or form. You know, once I put a plan together for them, you know, I tend to, you know, not use them near as often. I hope this information we've covered on today's podcast is helpful. And if you have any questions about what we've discussed or want to explore the opportunity to create your own financial and retirement plan, I encourage you to reach out and what we could do, we could schedule a time to talk and see if you'd be a good fit for our retirement readiness review. And what this review will do is it looks at what you have saved already for retirement. It looks at what your goals are and it compares what you have saved to see if it lines up to what those goals are. So in other words, is what you're doing right now the best way to accomplish your goals? So get your questions answered and get your retirement readiness review by calling 800-993-1526. Again, that's 800-993-1526. 
Thanks for listening to the Financial Forum podcast. We'll talk to you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Financial Forum podcast. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris Scalise, 800-993-1526. That's 800-993-1526. You can also get in touch online by going to fortune-financial.org. That's fortune-financial.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just search for the Financial Forum podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM. AEWM and Fortune Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Fortune Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fortune Financial Group is is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency.